Arkansas throws it into Kamani, back to Black. Vegas, baby! Vegas, baby! Hogs are going to the Sweet 16! Hogs are going to the Sweet 16! Vegas, baby! The Razorbacks, for the third straight year, are headed to the Sweet 16. I don't know why you need me to do an introduction, because it doesn't get better than that. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I'm also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody had a wonderful freaking weekend as the Arkansas Razorback basketball team is heading to Las Vegas for the Sweet 16 after they beat the Kansas Jayhawks, the number one seeded Kansas Jayhawks, by a final score of 72 to 71. How sweet it is. My goodness. Uh, I, I just I don't even know where to begin. There's a lot of things we're going to have to talk about and dive into when it comes to this team and this performance and uh, everything that everybody did that was involved in this and also knowing a little bit about who the next matchup is going to be for the Razorbacks in the Sweet 16. But uh, it, what just what a awesome, absolutely awesome game. One of the best games under the Eric Musselman regime and in the biggest moments and in one of the most impressive ways Arkansas was able to win this game. Now, Arkansas beat number one seed Gonzaga last year, the number one overall seed Gonzaga last year with a completely different team. And it was awesome. It was without a doubt the best win at that time for Eric Musselman. And the fact that there were so many other players that were involved on that team and on both teams, but it seemed like at least in that year and in that team and in that game, they were able to win because they were really great defensively. They had won that game the same way that they've won so many games all year long, great free throw shooting, getting to the basket, solid defense, um, and then a great overall performance by Trey Wade. They were able to take care of business in that game. It wasn't the shock of the world, but it was pretty surprising. This is a completely different game. This is a completely different deal. Arkansas hadn't won a game this year in a fashion of coming from behind down double digits in the second half. They hadn't won a game by suffocating defensively a team that was really good offensively and being able to completely and totally shut them down and then win with free throws at the end of the game. That's not what this team has been able to do at all this year. And then in this game, and in this biggest moment, they were able to take care of business. Just outstanding. And I don't want to go any further because I know we're going to break it down and maybe hard for you for listening, if you're listening on the podcast, uh, to understand what's going on here. But I got to play this video. Uh, so on your YouTube, all you people who watch on YouTube, you can get a taste of it too. Look at this celebration. Look at this celebration from the Razorback basketball team when they take care of business. Watch this.
I mean, just boom. That it puts it all into perspective. I wish I and I wish I could play the video at the end of the game on the CBS broadcast of Devo Davis and him getting emotional. I wish I could play that, but I'll get copyrighted. If you haven't seen it, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch it and tr try not to tear up. Try not to get emotional. That was awesome. And we'll talk about Devo specifically. But this team proved that they can hang with anybody. They can beat with anybody. They just had to get there. They just had to execute the game plan. And that's exactly what happened in this game. Arkansas, in the second half, really turned it on. It looked like in the beginning of the game, I was there in Des Moines, and it looked like in the beginning of the game, Arkansas was a little shell-shocked, a little timid. Uh, wasn't really prepared for the, not saying they weren't prepared for the game, but just they got punched in the mouth by a team that had some championship experience and had been here before. And from the get-go, it was pretty obvious as uh, Arkansas very quickly got down 8-2 to two and ended up going into the half uh, down by a significant amount of eight points. Could have been even more than that, honestly. And it just, again, you, you had some bad turnovers. You didn't have a great shot selection. I thought the officiating pretty awful for the most part uh both ways not very consistent a lot of foul calls and, and significant foul plays in this game too but the performances by both ricky council and devo davis were just outstanding and again i want to spend a whole segment on devo in a second so let's talk about ricky ricky has been hit and miss a lot of times this season and there's been times he's gone for 25 points and just looked like a world beater, looked like an NBA draft pick. You know, think about the game he had against Baylor on the road. He was just all over the place, flying high and dominating. And then there's been other times he, he just didn't show up and, and didn't have consistency and didn't hit his shots and didn't play very well defensively. Just a lot of inconsistencies there. But on this stage, Ricky came up huge. He had 21 points in this game, didn't shoot the ball percentage-wise very well, always went 5 of 18 from the field. But what was the most important thing that he did was go 10 of 11 from the free throw line. 10 of 11 from the free throw line. And the one miss that he had late in the game, he got the offensive rebound after a great hit from Jordan Walsh, and he went back to the free throw line and sank two. Massive, massive play. He also had, in this game, four assists and six rebounds. One block shot and only one turnover. He was all over the place. He was the guy who hit that turnaround jumper he had towards the end of the game clutch absolutely clutch he was awesome and he was the guy that sealed the game for arkansas playing every minute of this game another guy that also needs a, a huge shout out is jordan walsh jordan walsh that guy played about as outstanding of a game as you could have he was had the best plus and minus on the team is plus 12 he played 33 minutes in this game he didn't eventually foul out as well as devo and wells mckay mitchell but Jordan Walsh and Makai Mitchell both played great. You know, we talked about on the podcast last week leading into this game. It's like, well, how, how can Arkansas do this? What, what do they need to do? What do they need to do to take care of business? Like, how does that happen? Well, what they need to do is they need to be able to have their forwards play well, not go for 20 and 10. I mean, that'd be great, but just play well, play good defense, take advantage when they have good looks and good shots, make it happen. Jordan Walsh, 10 points. He only went three of six from the field, hit one huge three to give Arkansas the lead in this game, and also had uh, great stats, three rebounds, uh, head to have two turnovers, but with two steals. 
But when you see that, you're like, okay, well, he didn't fill up the stat sheet. How did he have plus 12? If you watch that game, look at the way he played defense. He locked them down. They didn't have an answer. His long wingspan, his aggressive nature, he was able to really cause some problems for so many different players uh, for Kansas. that they, they didn't know how to handle him. And uh, Makai Mitchell did the same thing. He Six points for him, three of four from the field. He only had two rebounds, but also had a block shot and two steals in 19 minutes. Made the most out of his minutes. He was a plus four there, too. So using the, having those two guys and at the forward position do what they did uh, was outstanding. And I would even say that the difference in this game overall was like, I guess from the, like the 15-minute mark until uh, I had Makai Mitchell foul out of the game, must put in a lineup that just changed everything. They figured it out. They just clicked. And it was a lineup that was Makai Mitchell, Jordan Walsh, Debo Davis, Ricky Council, and Anthony Black. When they put it, when he put in that lineup, something just turned. The defense went through the roof. The confidence started building. They started to get some great stops, and they just kept going and going and going until eventually uh, some of the guys fouled out. But I love the move by Eric Musselman to keep Makai Mitchell and Devo Davis in the game when they got four fouls. They got four fouls fairly early in the second half, and they were on a run. A lot of other coaches, lesser coaches, would have taken those guys out. Said, okay, hey, come out. We, we can't risk you getting another fifth foul. We got to wait till the very end. No, he said, leave you in. Keep this up. Keep playing the way you're playing. Don't lose heart. Don't lose momentum. Keep going after him. If you foul out, you foul out. But stick with it. Stick with what you're doing. Incredible coaching move that paid off dividends. And Arkansas was able to get the hustle plays. They were able to get stops. They were able to cause some problems. And it was just outstanding, absolutely outstanding performance by Arkansas from beginning to end. It was an exciting time. I mean, I know that all of you who watched the game, you were probably flying high. You were probably going nuts. You were probably popping your champagne bottles. I mean, Hog fans went ballistic, and as, as they should have. And the, the fans there in the arena were going mad. I... I, I just I can't believe it. I can't believe we're sitting here talking about Arkansas going to Las Vegas for the Sweet 16 for the third straight freaking year after beating the number one seed Kansas in the defending national champions. We are talking about this. A week ago, I didn't even think that was possible. Two weeks ago, I thought this team was dead in the water, as many of you did. And here they are, once again, coming out on top. Once again, proving everybody wrong. Folks, I said it. I've said it once. I said it a billion times. I don't care what happened in the regular season anymore. I said that if they made the Sweet 16, if they made the second weekend, forget what happened in the regular season. I don't care that they lost to LSU on the road. I don't care that they lost three straight to end the regular season. I don't care that they were the 10 seed in the SEC tournament. I don't care about the injuries. I don't care about the blown leads. I don't care about any of that. It does not matter anymore, anymore. This season already, to me, is a success. They made it to the Sweet 16. Now, I want more. We all want more. We, this, we're not going to just say, hey, we're fine if we lose to UConn, which we'll talk about that. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, considering what this team went through, the ups and downs, the struggles, the injuries, the problems, the lack of consistency, the lack of defense, the, all, the, the fouls, it was not an enjoyable time, and the struggles that they had were just so infuriating. Them just 
you felt like they were not living up to the expectation, even though they were so good. All of that, all of that out the window does not matter. They made it to the Sweet 16. Eric Musselman is 8-2. and 8-2 in NCAA tournament games at Arkansas in three years. 8-2 with a chance to go 9-2, 10-2, 11-2. just go 12-2. National championship. Like I mean, that's what you're talking about right now. Eric Musselman in March. Dude can't, the dude is just the greatest. He's awesome. Sign this man to whatever extension, whatever raise that he needs. Give him everything. He's the man. Don't let up. Don't stop. Wow. What a game. What a time. And Vegas is going to be so sweet. I get to go there this week. Can't wait. I'm pumped. I'm going to have to overcome my fear of flying to get through it. But it's going to be awesome. And I can't wait to bring live updates from uh, from Vegas, as we uh, talk more about that here in just a second. And we'll talk about Devo. Got to talk about Devo also. But uh, folks, let me tell you, it's the Built Bar March Madness. And we know that it's here. If you have your favorite bar or your puff, now is your time to make it count by going to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote on your favorites. You know, there's so many different flavors to choose from. It's really tough. I get it. But sometimes in the March Madness bracket, it's hard to vote on who you think you're going to have winning these games. A lot of your brackets may be busted. It's not because you didn't like one team or the other, but sometimes it happens. So Let's find out who is the best. And also, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built Bars. And not only that, one Locked On fan will receive a 12-month subscription to Built and have Built's best bars and puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. And it is incredible because they taste amazing. They're healthy. They're convenient. Different flavors. All of that stuff. You have to try it. So run over to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so uh, second segment, Devo Davis. I I mean, I cannot say enough about Devo freaking Davis in this game and, and really all time. You know, we talked about, Eric Musselman being eight and two in NCAA tournament games at Arkansas. You know who else is Devo Davis, Devo Davis. And when Arkansas was struggling in this game and they couldn't get any flow going, it seemed like anytime they made a shot, a big shot or a three or got a stop, Kansas would respond back with a big three themselves or uh, get an and one. I feel like the and ones were out of control in this game. I, it, w- it was a very, very annoying game at times and Arkansas just couldn't break through. Until the second half, when Devo Davis just decided to take over in this game. Just absolutely take over. I'm looking at just what happened overall in this game and and going through it and and trying to figure out, you know, the different ways of of how it looked and how it went and, and, and what and how it all went down. But it seemed like everything turned not only when they put in that lineup of those five guys and they locked down defensively. But Devo Davis scoring 21 points in the second half after only having four in the first half where he was getting layups, he was getting to the foul line, he was hitting big three-pointers. He did not give up. He did not back down. He went after it, and that is what you expect out of your veteran, out of your dude who has been here many times before. He took the game over, and the rest of the team followed him. They followed the leader. They all, they've all been bumped, and, and they've all had some injuries. They've all had some stuff that they've been dealing with. They've had to overcome a lot. All of those things happen, and it's 100% true with this team. 
multiple times it's happened with the guys on this team and everything. But they didn't back down. They didn't let up. And just seeing that and, and seeing how they handled themselves and seeing how Devo was able to will them to a victory like that can't be said enough. It cannot be said enough. Like he's he's a guy that's had to deal with so much turnover with teammates each and every year. Uh, he's a guy that's had to deal with some ups and downs in his own career. He's had to deal with, you know, going through some ejections and some pas passionate moments. Uh, he had step away that's from the team for a little bit earlier this year. There's just been a lot of things going on with Devo and the emotions that he's had at times. But when the lights are shining the brightest and when they need him and when they absolutely need him to take care of business, uh, I mean, that was that was just everything that you could ever ask for. He actually uh, had a stretch of 10 straight points and 14 of 18 of Arkansas's points when they were down 12. When they were down 12, he scored 14 of the next 18 points. I mean, he he just he looked like a guy who had been there before and was not ready to go home just yet. And if you look at the rest of his stats too, because it wasn't even just only about points for Devo, but you're you're talking about nine of fifteen from the field, six of seven from the free throw line. I got eight rebounds, eight rebounds, one assist, and only one turnover. Twenty five eight as a guard with a sit one assist and only one turnover. 31 minutes of play. And I'm not taking into consideration how great he was defensively. And to see the moment, I already talked about the, the emotion he had after the game when uh, he was sitting there, you know, tearing up and crying because you could tell it meant so much to him and his team of finally, like, like, overcoming it. And after all the things that they've been through, to finally get to the point to where it's just like this weight off the shoulders. And he broke down and got so emotional and he saw him and Muss hugging each other and, and must saying, I, you know, I love you. And he's like, I love these kids. He's like, sometimes I consider Devo my son and Devo saying, I love you too. Like that's so that's, that just is amazing to me. That's amazing. You know, cause we see so many times must just be an angry guy who's yelling and screaming and he's so passionate. And we see Devo kind of the same way where there's a lot of comparisons between the two of them. Very gifted, very talented, very emotional can sometimes be, the highest of highs, like hot heads and stuff. And sometimes they can kind of be low, low or whatever it may be, but they're both are just perfect for one another. That's why in these moments you need someone like Devo to step up. That's why it's great that he did step up. And that's why he is so important to this team and was the reason why Arkansas won this game. I, I just love that so much. And to see the emotion that he had after the game and, and, and how much it meant to everybody and what they've been through and everything. You just couldn't ask for anything more. And I don't think people really understand that outside the state of Arkansas. You know, they saw Musk rip his shirt off, and they're like, dude, it's a sweet six. You're going to the sweet 16. I mean, it's not like you won a title or anything like that. They may not understand. Same thing with Devo, getting emotional. It's like, dude, you've been to the sweet 16 before. You've been to the late eight. Why are you getting emotional about this? They just People probably don't understand what the season and what it's been like and what it's gone through for both Musk and for Devo. It's not been easy for anybody. And to just get to this point after all of that, and it be and it be because of Devo Davis, the, you know the big constant, the seasoned vet, the guy that has been there before. It was a perfect moment, an absolutely perfect, golden, gorgeous moment for 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 Devo. I'm so happy for him. He has a chance to really add to his already an extremely impressive resume as an Arkansas Razorback. And if Arkansas found a way to go to the Final Four even this year, which we'll talk about what it looks like and how it can happen, 
uh, he, you know, he may be looked at as one of the all-time greats when it comes to Razor X because he's definitely won lots of games and won some of these games when it mattered the most. And because of his performances, he's been the reason why it stepped up. So we'll talk about uh, UConn, who Arkansas will be facing off in the Sweet 16. But first, I got to tell you about the, the tournament going on right now, and it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because all you new customers get no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if you don't win your first bet. So you just got to download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to three strain, no matter what it is, you can bet on it. Plus, FanDuel allows you and lets you combine your bets for a bigger payout with the same game parlays, which are so much fun to do when it comes to particular players, particular teams, spreads, money lines, over-unders. You can pick whatever you want, customize it the way you want, and then be able to get out a bigger payout with the parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook betting partner of the NBA. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, just a little bit uh, about UConn. I'll, I'll break them down probably more tomorrow and talking about that. Uh, and, but just uh, their overall, my overall thoughts on playing UConn. I'll admit, UConn is really good. They've been really good this year. They've shown at times that they can be a top five, top ten team. They are a four seed in this tournament. They have some really gifted athletes like Sanago. He's a great guy, 17 points is what he averages on 60% field goal percentage. Uh, according to FanDuel, uh, UConn is favored by three and a half in this game. And so uh, UConn does a great job where, I mean, if you think an Arkansas is good, like, again, take everything for what it is, but just looking at the numbers, uh, UConn averages four and a half points more per game offensively than Arkansas, and they allow four, point, four points less per game than what Arkansas does. So if you're just going off of points per game, offense and defensively, UConn's better. Uh, UConn's better rebounding. They're better at assist. Block shots are about the same, and the field goal percentage is about the same. Arkansas is a little bit above that. Uh, steals are the, really the only major stat that Arkansas truly has an advantage in. But uh, I know that UConn played in a not as great uh, conference, or at least uh, what it looks like on paper, but still have some really big wins. I mean, they beat St. Mary's. They beat Iona. And neither of those games were particularly close either. But uh, as this season goes on, they beat – Oregon. Uh, they beat a team called Alabama, who's really good. I don't know if y'all heard about them, but yeah, they're really good. They beat Iowa State. They went on the road to Florida and smoked them. They beat Villanova. They beat Marquette. They beat Creighton, who's also in the Sweet 16. They beat Butler. They beat Marquette. I think I said that already. Uh, beat Providence. Beat DePaul. Uh, and I mean, they and they played Marquette at times uh, a couple times like they've they've got a pretty impressive schedule and they got a pretty impressive resume. This is not going to be an easy game. Uh, and I'm not going to sit here and say that Arkansas will for sure win. We'll talk about that and break it down a little bit more. But I'll say this. Eric Musselman is undefeated at Arkansas when he has four more days to prepare. That's all I'm going to say about that. I like Arkansas's chances. I'm not saying it'll be easy, but I like their chances. I think it's going to be a very fun game, has a chance to be entertaining offensively and defensively. Let's just hope that the Razorbacks come out on top, because if they do, if they do, you're talking about 
uh, a game that they would, if they won, again, I'm just assuming that right now, they won, they would play the winner of UCLA. And at the time of recording this podcast, we don't know, but TCU does have a lead over Gonzaga, 33-27, and they would play the winner between Gonzaga, uh, UCLA and then whoever wins that game. If it ends up being TCU, I love that matchup. If TCU beats UCLA. UCLA wins. I still like the matchup. But Arkansas, Arkansas I, I believe, this is just me, Arkansas beats UConn, they're in the Final Four. Because I think that Arkansas, I think UConn's going to be a tougher matchup than what UCLA, or Gonzaga, or TCU would be for Arkansas. They got a lot to get there. And March Madness is crazy things that happen, but that's just how I feel about it in this point in time. Appreciate everybody listening in to Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to lock and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see.